Unstoppable's Playbook, a football podcast. With your hosts, Ashley and Michael, please sit back and enjoy the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Undroppables Playbook, a football podcast presented by the Undroppables and sponsored by Analyst Depot. Welcome back. I am one of your hosts, Ashley. This is my lovely co-host, Michael Duncan. How are you? I'm good. I'm very hot. Uh, yeah. I for, yeah. I'm in a different room today because I forgot to turn the AC on in my attic, and I spent about 20 seconds up there getting my stuff, and now I am covered in sweat. <laughs> well, we started oh. this once I jumped on StreamYard with, how are you wearing a sweatshirt? But it's my new vintage jets sweatshirt but it doesn't actually answer any part of it no but i'm I'm getting to that point and it's because i leave my ac on for most of the day like when every time i'm here the ac is on only when i'm at work does it go off so it was nice and cool if you say so it is i'll take your word for it do you have an ac up in the attic yeah yeah Mm. I, i bought one for it i just forgot to turn it on it is on like a different system than the rest of my house but yeah um, no, it's fine. Makes sense. Well, we have a fun day ahead. We it's crazy not not for football season, but for pretty much every other season right now. The NHL playoffs, uh, Stanley Cup final is starting today. Game six of the NBA Finals is tomorrow, right? I think tomorrow. honestly, I'm about as checked out as you could possibly be. Unless the Sixers just do that to me every year. They take yeah. all enjoyment out of my life, including basketball, especially when the Celtics are in the finals. That just makes me want to, you know, walk into traffic. So yeah, and then especially um, Al Horford. Yeah, Horford, old man. Um, and then baseball's heating up too, so it's pretty. It's a pretty good thing, and we still. The Phillies the are good. Are they? Yeah, they fired their manager, and then they went on a nine-win streak. He was holding them back. Apparently. I don't know. It's great. It's really kind of cool. It's the I think that's like the largest win streak they've had since like 2011 or something. So I'm um, still not really breaking too far above 500. But hey, yeah. you know, we take yeah. that. Where that's are they great. in the standings? The Yankees are doing really well. They're nine games ahead of their closest competitors. Yeah, we're not that. <laughs> I'm trying to see. Okay, you're we in have different third. levels of, you know, expectations. You're in third. What it takes to be. See, yeah. But but what's our record? nine games back from the Mets? Um, win loss record of 32 to 31. So exactly one above 500. We won't get to two, but we will stay at one above Exactly. or go back down to good goal. It's a good goal. Make or break to see if the manager was holding them back or not. Hey, yeah. I mean, we'll take it. Well, today's show is going to run a little bit differently. This week we asked everyone to submit Q and a questions for us to answer on this show, Scott Fish was grateful enough to reach out to us and offer us a Scott Fishbowl 12 spot to give away. Scott Fishbowl is his annual charity fantasy football tournament. It's a redraft league with a lot of really fun settings with like thousands of people who are big names in the industry, people who just love fantasy football. So whoever wins this spot is really lucky. Honestly, the reason I do sports content is because I got accepted to Scott Fishbowl and tweeted it out. And that's when the undroppables reached out to me. So it's a really cool opportunity. To Scott Fishbowl because I did sports content. Yeah, so that's so the difference between fun. us. One of us <laughs> earned it. And I'm speaking of course of you. Mm-hmm. No, I am. You made it, you made it in, but like on your own, I, I made it in under the umbrella. I'm trying yeah. to point to our logo. It's right there. Right there. Killing it. Yeah. 
but it's a, it's a really cool opportunity. I met a lot of great people from it. I know you have, everyone has made a lot of really good friends. So whoever gets a spot is going to be extremely lucky to play. Um, and we're going to run today by doing, we have, we got 55 questions that were submitted to us and yes, we are we going did. to, we were originally going to like highlight some of the ones we really liked, but we decided to make it more fun and spin two wheels today. So we're going to spin a wheel to answer our questions and then spin a wheel to pick our winner. Wheels. Big wheels, big wheels day. Are there more doors or wheels? Is that the oh question, my right? god, this stupid question. We're like a month <laughs> late on this. I don't know. I had a lot of I had a lot of opinions about this when it was heating up on the internet, but I don't anymore, and I don't I don't like it. So um, I'm just gonna pretend you didn't say that, and okay. we're gonna move into spinning our wonderful wheel right. of one Yay. through fifty-five that you hate um, the colors of. I hate. It's such a terrible look. Look at that. That's all. That's gross. I really believe there has to be a button there somewhere. No, I don't. I don't see a single button. Uh, I mean, there's buttons, but not specifically for that. All right, I'm just gonna spin and get this Let's started. Let's spin it. Um, I don't think I turned the audio off for our listeners because okay. it's annoying. But I have I to hear say. it still, so it sucks. Number thirty-seven. Question thirty-seven. Oh, Nobody that's else? a good one for you to start with. Great. All right, so I'll ask you, Jalen Hurts value. Do you think this year he could be a top eight quarterback? That comes from at Brennan White 93 on Twitter. Assuming we're talking about fantasy, the answer is absolutely mm -hmm. yes. I mean, he was the quarterback one overall uh, from weeks one through 11 last year before he got hurt. Uh, it was an ankle sprain or something. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, first of all, you improved his entire offense by getting one of the best yards after catch dudes in the league and A.J. Brown a guy that he has a, you know, a huge friendship with apparently. Um, I think it's going to, you know, it's a second year in the system that in itself is going to help mm -hmm. him. The improvements you made on offense, the consistency that he's going to have going into his second full year as a starter. And just like generally speaking, I, I mean, he was already so good last year from a fantasy yeah. perspective because of his rushing. And you're telling me that you're adding a bigger weapon on the offense to help him with his passing and, you know, hoping that he can take a step forward as a passer as well. Just, you know, generally speaking, I, I would be shocked if he wasn't a top eight quarterback. Like that is possibly my lock of the entire year. Like, I, I think that's a layup. I think that's about as easy as it comes. I completely agree. I've been grabbing Jalen Hurts wherever I can in dynasty startups that I've been playing in. And I, my redraft leagues don't start for a little bit, but I love where I've been getting him at dynasty. Um, usually, you know, I like to not get one player everywhere, but I absolutely love him, especially in a super flex league. I know people are a little bit weary of him for dynasty because of his future and whatnot. But again, he now has so much more than he had last year, even just in diversity of offense. You have someone like Devontae Smith, who is an incredibly crazy route better. runner and should be getting better, and someone like A.J. Brown who has all that yards after catch and is just a huge target to be able to hit. I am 100% locked in on Jalen Hurts being like a top five fantasy quarterback this year. And that question was brought to us by at White 93 um, yeah. And to be clear, where how I would value him is like I, I think I would view him as a top three quarterback upside kind of guy. Like yeah. top five easily with a league-winning top three Lamar Jackson MVP season type of stuff. Yep. Because there's only a few guys in the league that can do that realistically, and he checks every single box. So. Yep. Um, all right, back to the stupid number wheel. 
<laughs> All right, I did get rid of number 37. Perfect. So, oh God, this sound effect is so annoying. And I love that only little, you can hear it. <laughs> I, it also plays a little ditty, like right now. Mm -hmm. uh, it's horrible. I hate it. Um, I just, I want I want it to go away. Um, that was number 20. Yeah, so got? number number 20 is actually one we had highlighted is a really good question. What is your favorite scoring change? I'm not sure if this is specifically for Scott Fishbowl, but let, let's broaden it a little bit. Instead of playing just a normal fantasy league, what's your favorite scoring change to add, like a setting to add to your fantasy leagues? I'm starting to really like points for first down. Mm -hmm. um, I don't remember... I want to say I was listening to the fantasy footballers recently and they had a small discussion about this. And I think some of the points they made were actually like, I, not that I hadn't heard them before, but it was kind of, yeah. uh, you know, front of mind. Um, but, you know, they, they talked about the idea that, you know, like the idea of fantasy success should kind of come from NFL success. And mm -hmm. I mean, the way they laid it out was pretty simple, which is, you know, should a, you know, in a PPR league, should a one yard screen pass that fails to get a first down you know on third and nine you gain one yard you get 1.1 points from that in a ppr league but if i have a fourth and one rush and i get three yards for a first down in a regular league you're getting 0.3 points that's that doesn't really make a ton of sense to me and i think that's why i want first of all that's why i lean half ppr more than full ppr yeah. most of the time but also i think that just kind of really makes a like I like that idea a lot because I don't think it overvalues anyone in particular because it also brings value to wide receivers that are viewed as like the go-to guy on third down tight ends like Zach Ertz probably like back in his heyday would have made, you know, would have had a, a billion points with this because I swear every catch he had was for 10 yards in a first down every single time. So I like that a lot. I'm coming around to it. I haven't, I don't think I've really played with it much, but it's something that I'm really interested to see in context and see how it, really changes you know the way that i view certain players yeah i just in that dynasty startup i was referencing with bz with troy um we i believe i'm 99 positive it's points for first down two one of my favorites i really do like tight end premium and i heard someone describe it to me you know when i first started playing tight end premium as it helping value positions a lot better than like it creates a little bit more because there's a bug um, he, uh, you know, receivers, you have three of them. So you're targeting that position because you have three spots to fill. But if you have a tight end who gets a little bit more points for what they're doing, it makes that positional value go up a little bit. So it kind of creates a more even playing field between running back, wide receiver, and tight end, which makes a draft strategy a lot different. And you could see that in Scott Fishbowl a lot with tight end premium that, that tight ends go a little bit earlier. Um, and that's, you know, I just like the idea that you can kind of, create a more even playing field rather than going super heavy on wide receivers. You really have to think about tight ends a little bit earlier than you normally would. Yeah, that's fair. And I think, yeah, no, I'll just leave it at that. Um, yeah. I did roll it again while we were talking to okay. save us some time. 34 is the next one. Okay. Um, that last one came from at Travis NFL draft on Twitter. Thank you, Travis NFL draft on Twitter. Thank you. 34. Oh, this one's interesting. Um, how many tight, how many touchdowns will AJ Dillon need this season to pay off his ADP without an Aaron Jones injury? Uh, so the first question I have is what his current ADP is. Um, and I'm going to look for that right now. Yes, please. Uh, da, da, da. So I'm right now I'm using keep up. trade cut and it's going to be, no, it's not going to be perfect because mm -hmm. we are in, Dynasty you season. know, 
Yeah, we're in. Yeah, we're in the off season. He's right now in, in according to Keep Trade Cut if for redraft. He's going as the RB thirty six. Um, I think he'll probably go higher than that. Um, the hundred and eleventh overall player. I think by the time the season rolls around, I think he's going probably closer to like RB twenty four ish. Yeah, that was going to say top twenty five. Yeah. Um, so how many touchdowns does he need? Mm, assuming Aaron Jones is healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you're getting him as a back-end RB2 and you assume he's going to get a decent amount of work, like, I, I don't really know if I like this question, and that's a really cop-out way of answering it, but mm-hmm. I don't think it, with A.J. Dillon, I don't think it's nearly as much about outperforming his ADP so much as it is, you know, is he actually helping you on a mm-hmm. week-to-week basis? Like... Is there going to be enough in this offense for both Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon? Are they going to completely take each other out of the game when one of them is having a great game and the other, you know, does he do nothing? Or are we going to see Aaron Jones take a step forward in the passing role while A.J. Dillon is going to vulture a lot of touchdowns in the in the red zone? Um, so I don't know. A.J. Da- AJ Dillon isn't a guy that I'm, ex- you know, particularly excited about, and I think a large part of that is I think Aaron Jones is going to get a lot of passing work with Devontae Adams leaving town. But I think the possibility for like a 10 or more touchdown season out of A.J. Dillon is extremely realistic. And I think if you get that, then you're probably happy with drafting him. Yeah. And with the way that Packers offense is right now, there's realistically a chance that both of them are on the same on the field at the same time. I found the bug. Um, So he has more opportunity because there are less, you know, you don't have Devontae Adams on that team anymore to hog a lot of targets. So you can run sets with two RBs, but use Aaron Jones as a receiver and cop out by going to AJ Dillon. I don't think he's going to be so touchdown, like heavy on touchdowns, like his scoring be completely dependent. That's what I was looking for on touchdowns. I think he'll be pretty decent having without touchdowns. Um, so I don't know. I think he needs a handful, but again, I think he just gets a, lot, a good amount enough work to live up to an RB two. Wow. So we basically are on complete opposite ends of that, and I think yeah. that tells the tells you everything you need to know about AJ Dillon. AJ Dillon this, this season. So, <laughs> um, our next number is twenty three. Also, who is that question brought to us by? That question was brought to us by Third Down Dill D Y L. Thank you, Third Down Dill D Y L. What was our number twenty four? Uh, 23 is our new one. 23. Okay. Who is one player that you must draft no matter what? That's a really good question. It is. It's so hard, right? It's really hard to know that right now because ADP is still all over the place in redraft. Mm -hmm. um, And I wish I had a better answer. Like last year, and this is not like, you know, this is not revisionist history for me. Last year, it was Cooper Cup for me. me I didn't expect him to be the wide receiver one. I did not expect what he did, but he was going in like the third or fourth round, and that was just way too much value for me to pass on. Um, I, I, I honestly, the closest answer I have right now is probably Jalen Hurts because of where he's going roughly. Like he's going in the sixth round, I think, right now in redraft. And, you know, I just think that if you can get if you can get a guy that can give you a Lamar Jackson MVP type season like he did a couple years ago and you can get him in the sixth round, that's how you win your redraft league. Mm-hmm. Because 
you don't have to take a guy like Josh Allen in the third to get a weekly winner at the quarterback position. Um, you're waiting three rounds and you're getting a ton of value elsewhere. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that's the closest thing I have right now, but I think once we get closer to the season, they will, there will probably be a couple of wide receivers that I'm going to be taking all the plate all over the place in drafts in like mm-hmm. the third or fourth round. Cause that, it's typically what I do most years with Cooper Cup yeah. last year and other guys in previous years. Yeah, we're completely on the same page with this one because last year was Cooper. Every year it's Cooper Cup for me, but I know his value is going to absolutely skyrocket after being wide receiver one last year. Um, so I am completely on board with Jalen Hurts. I already said I grab him wherever I can already. So that's what I, I'm going to ride with you with Jalen Hurts. And that question came from at Josh B E E B E nine on Twitter. B E is that five E? No, B E E B E. B B. Okay, got it. B B. B B. I shot my friend in the face with a BB gun once. Actually, in the eye, technically. Yeah, from like point blank range too. Like he had to go see an eye doctor. I was gonna say. He was fine though. It it all worked out. Good for Um, friends. Uh, so, yeah, um, I felt pretty bad. Uh, so real quick, uh, to address the comments that are currently coming in from both Dan Bradley and Brad Wire, fellow Undroppables, um, Dan's question with Brad agreeing is, what are my beard secrets? My beard secrets are I have not trimmed my beard in like three weeks because I'm very lazy. Um, that's really all that I've got. You don't um, do like beard oil or anything? No. I think I did in like college at some point, but the girl I was dating at the time was like, I don't like it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I didn't really care. And then like a year later, she was like, you should wear this. It make or you should like use this. It makes it look scruffy. I was like, I, I did. And you didn't like it. So now I just, yeah, I don't know. I wash it with shampoo and conditioner. Lesson of the story, don't listen to girls. I mean, yeah, apparently. Except, you know, with all other facets of life where yes, they're almost just not right. about me. Um, yeah. So anyway, I hope that didn't help you at all, guys. Uh, your next, our next uh, question is number 45. This is funny because this is my favorite question of the entire Q and a, um, and that is if you could look into the future and know one thing about the upcoming fantasy season, what would that one thing be? How many, so I'm going to, I'm not going to do like a, a total cop out answer. I'm going to do like a, cause obviously like, I feel like there's certain questions you can ask that are just kind of a cheat code. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with how many games does Christian McCaffrey play? Like that. That's what I want to know. Because if he plays more than 10, he's the one one Yeah. And I, mm-hmm. I truly think it's that simple. If, if I know that, then I'm aiming for Like if I know that he plays like, you know, 12, 14 games, then mm-hmm. I am going for the 101 in every league that I'm in, and I'm drafting Christian McCaffrey yep. because that's the only thing that's holding me back is his health. So, yep. And it's funny because I'll go with health too and ask Does Saquon Barkley say healthy for the fantasy season? He, I'm, right now, I'm going to be honest, Ashley, that feels more like a, like a Giants. It is a Giants question, but it's a fantasy thing because right now he is such good it's, value. It's more, where you it's can more of a Giants thing. I get, I get to win both. It's, um, it's, it's but giant think thing. of where his value is right now in drafts. You can get him for so cheap in drafts and in as a as a trade thing. This is a conversation we need to have later this offseason because I'm I'm not convinced anymore that Saquon is actually good at fantasy good for fantasy football. I don't know. I think he can be. When was the last time he was? 
Mm, not an ex- not a question you like answering. It's hurt. It's look, I I in my home league in the league that I probably care the most about. I have had him as a keeper since his rookie season. I have been through all the ups and downs. I have kept him every single year, and I am telling you that it is a painful question that I'm going to have to ask myself as I pick a keeper for this upcoming season. Do you like his ours? Yeah, we pick one, and it's your first round pick. This is like our family league. Like, yeah. we don't need to get much more complicated than that. But one, it's your first round pick. Value be damned. So, yep. I, uh, yeah. I, I need to well, look at that. Yeah. Too. Dan is not overly happy with me on that <laughs> one. Um, and I forgot to spin it ahead of time. So now we okay. are. Spin- oh, who now was that question from? Oh, that question was from Jeff Lambert, G E O F F Lambert, 77. Thank you, Jeff. I bet you're better than the 76 other Jeff Lamberts. 26. Okay, 26 is a very similar question to one we've answered already, but we'll shout out who gave it to us. It's, is Jalen Hurts a top five QB this year? Yes. And that is, yes. Uh, Deal Thomas, D-I-E-H-L Thomas. Loving the the Jalen Hurts questions. I know. There's actually a good amount of them in this question. Okay, but, okay. So, okay, number seven. Okay, Um, go ahead. Why do I... uh, yeah, okay, so Dan pointing something out, crushing IR points too. The difference is that when CMC plays, he's a top five running back. He's a top 10 running back. Like, if you go and look at his splits of, like, he played a game, he produced at a top 10 running back level every time. It's mm-hmm. stupid how consistent he is if he's on the field. Saquon Barkley's been on the field. He just hasn't been good. So, yeah, that's the difference. <laughs> Number seven. I want to hear it. Number seven is also one that's very similar, but give me a different answer from your first question. Who is someone you'd like to target in the drafts based on ADP currently? Gosh, darn it. I wish ADP was like better right now. I know. Um, They usually use sleeper like at the end of the season because then it's a good mix of dynasty and redraft, but right now it's so skewed. Yeah, I mean... What's happening right now? Oh, sorry. It's being very weird. Uh, Actually, you know, I'll go with Irv Smith Jr. He's a tight end that I really like, and I think that, you know, he's basically free in... Yeah, he's basically free in drafts, and I think that he has a chance of absolutely killing it this year um, and being, like, a true second-slash-third option, depending on Adam Thielen's health and, you know... He's really flying under the radar, too, right now. I agree. Yeah, I'll stick with the tight end too. I really like uh, picking up Fryermuth right now. I think he has a really good opportunity. Um, I know, I know, there's a lot of mouths to feed on that offense, but I really do like him because you can get him for fairly cheap. You have a lot of faith in Kenny Pickett, apparently. I don't, but again, tight ends often rely on. So I love, I love Pat Fryermuth as a player, but mm-hmm. getting the guy that's probably at least the third option, if not like the fourth option on an offense led by a rookie quarterback is terrifying. I'm not saying he's going to be like my starting tight end every week, but where you can grab him right now is two, three, you know, well, I was thinking more redraft, like, yeah, in redraft, you don't really grab a guy to not start him every week. If it's a tight end, you know what I mean? I'm just like all mixed in right now. So I'm, I've been doing a million dynasty drafts and I like grabbing dynasty. So that's kind of where my head's at. You need to fix your head. I know. Dan, I would rather have CMC being a top five running back for five games than what I've had to deal with with Saquon Barkley for the last two seasons. I don't want to hear it. I, j- I don't want to hear it. 
Okay. Uh, 24 is our next one. 24. Let's oh, also, who asked that last question? Oh, uh, well, that was number seven. Yeah. That was B. Schwartz 319. Thanks, B. Schwartz. B. Schwartz 319. Um, question 24. Do you think DeAndre Swift can be the RB1 and a league winner this year? How's it up on I think this is a term that is really overused. League winner? Um, no, I, maybe not league winner. I think league winner is actually sort of a different term. Because mm -hmm. to me, a league winner is more like getting James Robinson in the 13th round. Mm -hmm. um, it's a thing that not everyone's going to do. And you can kind of do it without hurting yourself elsewhere. I'm not sure if DeAndre... I think he has the talent to be the RB1, but they've added more mouths. It's still not a great offense. I don't think they're going to be much better this season of an offense. Um, I don't think that was a English well-made sentence, but... Um, My sentence is today, Laura, so it's okay. And, I mean, the health still scares me enough that I, I'm not sure... You know, if he misses two games, it's like, okay, sure. Almost all running backs at this point miss at least a game or two. I don't know. I don't think that he has the capability this season of being the RB1, um, but I think he has the capability of being, like, 5 through 10, probably. I think, yeah. I think his peak is around 5, would be my guess. Yeah. I'm going to say he falls somewhere 7, seven and 8 is probably my, my range of if I had to pick, um, I think he could be really good. I, you know, like for fantasy, I think he could be all right. You know, I said really good and all right. I think he'll be good for a team. I, I wouldn't, I'm not completely avoiding drafting DeAndre Swift. It's just the price you have to pay for him right now is really high to have a good amount of uncertainty when you can grab someone who has a little bit less uncertainty and a little bit more upside with a better offense. That's fair. No, that's that's fair. That's more or less how I feel. Yeah. Um, next that question is comes oh, yep. from Hunt Daddy on Twitter. Nice, thank you, Hunt Daddy. And this is for number five. Number five, we we I, we people like every other question is very similar because we just talked about tight ends. Who is a sleeper tight end that can make a big jump this season? Um, if I'm not gonna say Irv Smith, then I'll say Cole Komet. Mm -hmm. I think you know he's primed and ready. My heart wants it to be Adam Troutman, but I'm, I don't know if I'm buying it necessarily. Cole Komet, I think, is a very good choice. I know. I really want it. I, can't, I just can't fall in love again like I did last season with Troutman. Oh, I'm um, still in love. I am, but it's like I can't buy in the way I bought in last year. You know? Um, I'll go with Tunyon in an offense that is still trying to figure itself oh. out. Not in on Tunyon. Mm. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. Number two. <laughs> Number two is next. Okay, oh, I like also, this who, one. Asked, who asked that question? Oh, that one came from Guyzies. G-Y-Z-I-E-S. Thanks, Guyzies. I appreciate it. Number two. Number two. We're going to get a little philosophical with this one. Does oh, situation shoot. matter more for vets or for rookies? So do you want to take this from a dynasty angle? Or like sure, a... We we can start on Dynasty. Go from Dynasty, and then we'll see if we work our way elsewhere. For Dynasty, I'm going to go with it matters more for veterans, actually. 
And I think the reason, and it kind of depends on where you're drawing the line, but like, I think it depends more on like Adam Thielen has been in a very good position the last couple years of his career, even as his health has kind of been declining and he's been declining as a player, but he's been in a good place for it. DeAndre Hopkins, like even with kind of the issues that he's been having, like he's in a place where he's just the clear number one target with a guy that's going to pass a lot and over target him. Um, Whereas when I look at, and you know, if, if it's not a guy like that, like look at Odell Beckham Jr. Who was in a bad position or in a bad situation and it wasted how many years of his career. And we're also nearing the end of his career. Whereas with rookies, I think, especially with wide receivers, situations are going to change a lot faster for them because typically like if you believe in the talent, I don't think the situation matters all that much for a rookie because you still have the hope of them getting better. Where I think with veterans, you kind of have a better idea of who they are and therefore it more depends if they're to succeed on what's around them, depending on, you know, the level of veteran. It's a very broad question, but I think that's how I would view it from a dynasty lens. Generally speaking. I understand that. And I think what you said too, about, you know, wide receivers specifically, I think that plays a lot of position plays a lot into it. Um, I think, like you said, the the way the market is changing for receivers is that their situation is ever changing now because of the high price tag that comes with good receivers and people just not being able to pay the price and, and shuffling them around. Um, so I think position does play into that situation. That sorry. No, I, I did the same. No, I'm saying. Oh, oh, you're saying like running back. I'm saying like the yes, running back versus wide receiver because like you know I I think it might matter a little bit more for rookies in the RB position than the wide receiver. Oh well, yeah, that I agree with. You know, so like I think, like you said, it's a broad question, but overall, probably vets because you have a lot of time with your rookies that that will make situational changes where. If you're drafting in a dynasty startup, you don't have a lot of time for these vets to make huge changing situation decisions. And a quick example of that is look at Devontae Adams, Diary Kill. Their mm-hmm. values have, you know, and not taking a nosedive, but mm-hmm. they've gone down. They're still yeah. two of the best wide receivers in the league, but they don't have Aaron Rodgers and Mahomes throwing to them anymore. And they don't have the, the value of being young. Mm-hmm. So... I think that's kind of how I would look at that. And that one came from Doombot12 underscore FF. Thanks, Doombot12 underscore FF. Um, We are now rolling for the next one. And our new number is 44. 44. Let's go all the way down. All right. This one's an interesting one. Can anyone wade through the Denver receivers? Are any of them fantasy worthy? I feel like Judy continues to disappoint. Um, I mean, yeah, one of them is going to be fantasy worthy. Chances are two of them will throughout the whole season or fantasy uh, relevant. Um, I hope that there's a clear A and B. Like, I hope there's a clear one and two for the sake of everyone. And it's not, you know, DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett of the last few years mm-hmm. where one of them is overperforming while the other one does nothing. Um, and you always I, have the wrong one in the set in on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> I stand behind Cortland Sutton. He's still mm-hmm. my favorite there. I wasn't yeah. that big on Judy coming out of college. I don't think he's done much to really say like, hey, look at me. Like, I belong with the hype that I have surrounding me. Like, Cortland Sutton has. Yeah. You know, he has done something at the NFL level. 
that is not something that Jerry Judy can say. Um, and with all that being said, the best value is probably going to end up being, um, oh my God, I can't think of his name. The dude with the most boring name ever, whose name is just completely escaping me. You want me to go Tim Patrick? Tim Patrick, yes. Thank you. Uh, he He's probably going to end up being the best value. That's how it feels anyway. How are we feeling about our bestie who's afraid of bears? KJ Hamler... He's underrated for the season. I stand by that. Um, I would rather draft KJ Hamler than I would Jerry Judy. Yeah. Costs being factored in, of course. But yeah. I think Jerry Judy is the most like Tyler Lockett on that team. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to get a lot of hate for saying that. But I think that that should be remembered. And I think KJ Hamler might just have a breakout season coming. So I liked KJ Hamler better as a prospect than I did Jerry Judy. So. Afraid of bears. I, he is afraid of bears, and I don't blame him. Bears are scary. I know. I know. But I, I think it's in, important to note that Russ has and probably will continue to make wide receivers relevant on a team, you know, be able to sustain two decent fantasy wide receivers. So I'm not completely away from, you know, better value ones like Tim Patrick, like KJ Hamler. Um, I am pretty much out on Jerry Judy and same as you in on Cortland Sutton. Great. I'm glad we agree. I guess we successfully waited through the, uh, we did. And situation. that one came from Sir Shaughnessy. Thank you, Sir Shaughnessy. Um, do you think he's knighted in England? I don't know. I kind of hope so. Number 41 is next. Number 41. All right. This is a fun one. It's a, it's like a four parter, but uh, dark horse, QB, RB, wide receiver, and tight end one. Uh, dark horse. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to go with Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. That is a dark um, horse one. RB1. I need to like pull up sleeper. Yeah. Uh, RB1. That's tough. Um, all right, so let's do it this way. So, who's your quarterback? Uh, Trey Lance. Okay. I'll go with Justin Herbert. It's not really that dark of a horse. It's not a dark horse at all. But he's like, no one is calling him. He's going to okay, be a so who, quarterback. Further, you, want me to go? you want me to call fucking Dan? You know what a dark horse is? I do know what a dark horse is, but he's not like consistently ranked uh, quarterback one. Being that's No, that doesn't make him a dark horse. If Michael Phelps got a bunch of silver medals, but he's still at the freaking Olympics, that doesn't make him a dark horse to get a gold medal. If he consistently comes in second, he would be a dark horse. No. Yes. He's not a dark. He's an underdog. He's not a dark horse. You're talking to a man from Philly. There's a difference between underdog and dark horse. Underdog stands a chance. Dark horse is someone that no one thinks stands. Well, I mean, that kind of is an underdog, too. There's a difference. Dark horse is way down the list. Okay, so how much further do you want me to go? I don't know. Just be a self-sustaining person and make an active choice to properly define dark horse when choosing someone. Okay, Because now I'm spending time yelling at you instead of looking for my choices. All right, fine. We'll go down the list. I guess a little bit. Like how much, what, what, what number are we going past? It's not a number thing. It's a feel. (laughs) Justin Herbert is one of the most hyped quarterbacks in the league. He cannot be a dark horse. He's like number four right now. Number four is too high. He's, (laughs) oh my God. It's not even meddling. 
Oh my god. Dark horse. Oh um god. fine, fine. Die. I'll change it. Fine. It's definitely not who you picked. Um, oh, you mean the guy with a massive rushing upside nah. and great weapons? We'll just, I guess, but we'll hasn't just played a snap in the NFL. With, we'll just, and that's why he's a dark horse. Train. We're gonna go with Russell Wilson. Is that better for you? No, he's had a number one overall finish before, so? and he just got sent to a. Oh my God, you! You didn't give me a number. Here. You didn't give me a number. Oh my God, it's not about numbers. <laughs> Will someone please tell me I'm not the crazy one here? Someone, anyone, comment and tell Ashley that she's okay, insane. Fine. Who do you want me to say? Matt Ryan, is that better for you? I don't want you to say anyone. I just want you to make a choice that makes sense for a dark I horse. I did make a choice. No, you went with a former number one overall quarterback in fantasy. Literally, he, he got that. And you went for a guy who's probably one of the favorites to win MVP. What? That's not a dark... Neither of them are dark horses. Oh, my God. So switch it to underdog, and it makes sense. No, it really doesn't. It. All right, I'm going <laughs> to go with... I'm going to go with Javante Williams as a dark horse to be the RB1, especially after the uh, the signing of Melvin Gordon. I think that's what makes him a little more surprising, is Melvin Gordon. They had a literal 50-50 split last year, and I think bringing Melvin Gordon back makes it a lot harder to see Javante Williams ending as the overall RB1 with how much work he's probably going to lose. So that's my underdog. But I think he has the talent to do it, and that's, that's why I picked him. Okay. Okay. Do, I, do I even want to, like, oh, my God. I accidentally just, like, pulled up the source code for this website. I don't even know how I did that. <laughs> I did that at work the other day, and I was afraid it was going to, like, set the whole system on fire. I'm afraid um, I'm going to set you on fire in a second. <laughs> I don't think you will with this one. Let's – we'll – all right <laughs> let's just say Brees hall is that better for you that's fine it, okay. it's fine um wide receiver i'm gonna go with t higgins yes. uh yeah i mean i don't think anyone would really pick him to finish above jamar chase let alone i don't think many people will pick him to finish above jamar chase and i don't think anyone will pick him yep. to finish as the wide receiver one overall but he has a talent to do it and i think that they're closer than to be expected I like it. All right. I'll go with DJ Moore. I, like the I mean, I, lo I love it. I don't know who is throwing him the ball to get him Me there, either, but I love but, it. But um, <laughs> I guess they, they're trading for someone. Um, <laughs> well, they, they are considering trading for Baker yeah, Mayfield. Shut up. Just that's not what we want to see for DJ Moore. Um, all right. And tight end, I'm going to go with uh, – this is a bit of a homer pick. I'm going to take Dallas Goddard. Um, I think that if the off if Jalen Hurts can take a step forward as I mean, Tra Travis Kelsey was the tight end one for five years straight and Mark Andrews unseated him last year. Barely like mm -hmm. if we're being realistic, it's it's not going to be anyone other than Travis Kelsey or like Mark Andrews. Um, but yeah. I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard because I think he's got all the physical capabilities. This is going to be his first year for the whole season being the tight end one in Philly. And if Jalen Hurts can take a step forward, if they pass more, then I think Dallas Goddard could easily have a 10-plus touchdown season. Uh, scoring touchdowns is something he's been good at, and I think he has the athletic ability to be great after the catch as well. So I'm going to go with Dallas Goddard. Yeah, I'm a little torn here. This is going to try. Decide. Yeah, Brad, um, I would have picked Hertz, but I've already I've already taken a lot of time talking about how great Hertz is going to be this year. I know we've we've so. done answered like three questions about Hertz already. Um, Bateman, see, that's like someone that is that. an interesting one. I do. I like also that. I was thinking of Acres, but I couldn't bring myself to do it. Sorry, yeah. we're talking about Brad. Who's your title? Um, 
see, my I would really put David Njoku in the running if we knew Deshaun Watson was going to play, but I don't think he's playing a single snap this season. So that it's going to be interesting. Is really hard. Um, hold on, I'm looking at my list. I I really hate to say it, but like I feel like mm, I don't even want to say it. I don't. I don't really want you to either, honestly. <laughs> no, I'm like. Mike Isicki has really high upside. I know that. I, I know. I, I. That's I a dark horse, by the way. That is how you define it in dark horse. Um, that question was brought to us by at Fantasy Turf Nate. Thanks, Thanks Nate. Nate. Uh, this is now number. We are moving on to number thirteen. Okay. All right. Does Joe Burrow finish in the top five this year? That's a great question. I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with no. Mm-hmm. I, am I don't think he will. As well. um, I think he could. I think he easily could, but I don't think I would put him there because I think Justin Herbert, I would have above him. Jalen Hurts, I'd have above him. I think... Josh Allen. Oh, yeah, Josh Holmes. Allen, of course. Um, I'm a little more lenient on Mahomes, I'll be honest. Yeah, um, I, I think Tom Brady, probably. Um, Lamar Jackson... Yeah, so the current ADP right like, now on Sleeper has him at five, which is which goes Allen, Mahomes, Herbert, Jackson, Burrow, Murray, Hurts, Prescott, Wilson, Brady. Um, I don't think he finishes top five. I still think he finishes, you know, top ten for sure. But I, I'm, I'm going to count him out. I think that that offense is going to have a little bit of a regression this year. I don't think it's going to be anything too severe, but I think it's going to knock him out of that top five just a little. Yeah, and it's something against him. I just I don't I don't think that's what he ends up landing in. So. I know it was gross, Brad. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Um, um, all right, number thirty-three. Oh, oh yeah. Sorry. Okay, that. okay, okay. That that came from S. D. Cochran ninety-nine. Thank you, S. D. Cochran. Now on to thirty-three. On to thirty-three. Sticking with the threes. My favorite number is three. That's awesome. All right. This is that is why another you went question. with Justin Herbert because he's a top three quarterback, and you're like sure. Dorcors. Sure. Um, can this is another Aaron Jones question? I guess we breeze this through this one a little bit. Can Aaron Jones have a Camara like season this year? Camara oh, yeah. had Ingram early in his career, like Jones has Dylan, and Jones should be huge in the passing game this year. Plus, may not be around after this year due to cap hit. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's easily yes. I mean, yeah. I don't think if I remember correctly, Camara's never had a thousand yards rushing. I would not be surprised to true. see Aaron Jones out receive his rushing totals this season. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with yes. Absolutely, he can do that. Yep, I completely agree. Nothing more to add, really. Who was that, that question one, from? You remembered. That is from MVP1824. Thanks, MVP. That's a very that's a, that's a vague name. Um, but thank you. Uh, moving on to number 25. I really like this one. How much should bye weeks and strength of schedule factor into team building in redraft and in win now dynasty? None. Absolutely none. Yeah. The amount that your team and speaking specifically from redraft, like the amount that your team will change mm -hmm. from the draft to, you know, by apocalypse, which is normally around like at least week eight ish. Yeah. If not like week 12 it's going to change so much. Like your team is going to be so different. You can't sit there worrying about your, your, your bye weeks. Um, especially if it stops you from taking the best player. Like 
it's like my last tiebreaker if I really exactly. need to go that That's far. But like I don't I don't I can't recall a time when I've ever actively used it as a tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. Um because your team is just gonna change so much. And for Win Now Dynasty, it's kind of the same thing. Like, what are you really gonna do about it? Like a dynasty where there's so many implications years down the road. Like you're not gonna trade a guy just because like uh no, he's the same bye week as my other like no mm-hmm. dynasty, you don't trade a guy because of their bye week. You trade him because he sucks. Like yeah. no. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a, a strong basically not at all. Yeah, I agree. My really the only time I ever think about it is if I'm so completely torn between two players that I have like literally no other option than to come down to bye week. But ninety nine point nine percent of the time I'm not considering those things. Wonderful question, someone from wonderful question from Mika underscore dynasty FF. Thank you, Mika. Is it Mika or Micah? I don't know. I think Mika. How is it spelled? I'm not looking at it. M-I-K-A. Oh yeah. I'd say Micah. No. Uh, Mike is M I K E. Isn't that how like Mika Zabanajev spells his name? And it's Mika. I don't know who that is. He's a Rangers hockey player. I I follow football. Um, okay, number twenty-seven. Number twenty-seven. Ooh, how many leagues is too many? And how many are you in? And do you end up with similar players in all leagues or try to have unique builds? Um, so start with the first one. How many leagues is too many? That's a question I've been asking for a while. (laughs) Um, I think it depends. Like you need to find like, I'll, I'll say this last year. I think I was in 18. That was too many for me, but it was a mix of redraft and dynasty. And I think it's a lot easier to have, like a healthy mix of the two Mm -hmm. because they're not fully active. (laughs) I think Brad has the correct answer though. He has the answer that I was looking for, but I'll finish what I was saying. Um, They're they're not fully active in the same way at the same time of year. So I think it helps to balance it out like that. Um, That being said, Brad does have the correct answer. It's too many when you start lying about how many you're in. Um, I think that is as good of an answer as I could possibly give. Um, Mm -hmm. As for having the same players, redraft i tend to i tend like when like i said i had cooper cup in almost every league last year um because i i liked his adp and i tend to like guys that i like um i don't try and you know get different exposure to people in redraft because i just i I don't care i'm trying to win each individual league and maybe that's the wrong way to think about it i maybe i don't play enough to have to worry about exposure in best ball, sure, I'll worry about exposure because it's kind of just one long, big bet sort of that you're yeah, making. You have to hedge exactly. against yourself. Dynasty mm-hmm. can be kind of similar. I start to sort of think that way. But for the most part, like with redraft, I just don't care. Like if I, if I draft all my favorite guys in every league and they all tank, you know what? At least I'm tanking with my guys and I know that I suck. And that's just when I start looking at my dynasty leagues more. So, yeah, whatever. I think my answer for the first question is when I'm spending – too much time on Sunday mornings, absolutely stressed out of my mind. And I don't know what that exact answer is, but I'll know it when I find it. Like if I'm just sitting there for Pretty sure you're long. stressed out of your mind with like the four leagues I you am. had last year. I don't, I didn't have four leagues last year. I had like three dynasty leagues. I have a lot of redraft leagues. I'm always stressed out of my mind. I'm just, that's what I mean. That's, that, that's a horrible answer. No, you're basically but like, saying oh, one is know. too many for you. No, never. 
You would text me, and then you would also message people because after I gave you an answer. Enough. You weren't fast enough. Oh, my enough. God. No, it was after I gave you an answer. No, that was not because I messaged you in slot. the Discord. You're an advice slot. I would, answer, I would message you in, uh, in the Discord because you wouldn't answer my text message because you would be hosting a, pre a free show. Yeah, and you could have yeah. just gone on the show where we do start sits. I, you realize that, right? I did, but I figured I might have a better chance if I just messaged you. And yeah, then but no, answer, but then you also messaged... You messaged that just. That was like literally once, literally was, once. Yeah, because I shamed you about it because you're an advice slut. It was Which, literally by the way, once. Not, that was because I, not, I needed more opinions. I am in. Yeah, exactly. Advice slut. Mm -hmm. I'm not in. I am insulting Ashley, but I'm not mm -hmm. doing it like. I know someone's gonna be like, don't speak to her that way. Someone's I know. Like, I just. I'm throwing <laughs> this out there. Like, if you've never watched the league, and you're watching this show, go watch the league. Because it's great, but also they have like an episode where Andre, one of the characters, is being an advice. I think it's Andre, and he goes around to like everybody at a bar getting their individual opinions after making one guy feel really good about like, hey, can you help me with this? And he's like, yeah, you want to do this? This is awesome. He's like, and he goes over and he just starts talking to the next group. He asks the exact same questions, and it just it feels it feels horrible. Um, so yeah, that's how you made me feel. So I want you to know that you're oh, really the one that should feel bad here. Okay. Um, Either way, Brad has asked, a point. Yes, Discord pre-show is the best. Hold on, you didn't let me answer the other part. I don't want you to anymore. What? That's so mean. Now you actually insulted me. Um, but for diversifying my rosters, uh, in in redraft, I'll usually end up with a lot of like wide receiver ones being the same or RB ones being the same, but I'll diversify my bench and my wide receiver twos and threes. Um, Dynasty, I really like to spread myself out. Again, there are a couple of key players that I'll look for as that I'll look for as That's key staples said. to my. <laughs> Sorry. That I'll look for, for as pillars in my team. Moving on. That one is, wait, what number was that? I don't know. You're the one that's looking at it. That's from League Taco 1. Oh, man, I love that. League Taco. That's a, that's of a league reference. That's awesome. Also, I, <laughs> I'm like 90% sure I'm really bad with remembering uh, names, but I believe that it, yeah, it's GWR. He's in the um, mm -hmm. undrafted mm -hmm. Dynasty League, I believe, Listener League. Yeah. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, great. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, all right. Uh, next up is number 10, I think. Okay. Is that the one we just did? No. No, we okay, didn't great. do number 10. All right, number if 10. you were forced to choose between Javante Williams or Travis Etienne and redraft PPR, who are you taking? Oh, wow. <laughs> Makes you think. If we're saying, are we doing at cost or just like in a vacuum yeah at mm -hmm. cost i'll go with travis Etienne because i have a feel he's probably going to go like around maybe even two later if javante williams is still sitting in that first round where he was for a while um if not i'll probably if in, if it's in a vacuum i'd probably go javante williams because he's very talented he's going to be on a better offense and he's going to have more scoring opportunities so yeah i think I'm, i'd probably just pick Etienne. Especially with James Robinson coming off an Achilles tear. Don't remind me. I know. I mourn that man every day of my life. I know. Okay, and that one Hurts was to be me. from VD five one six. Great. Okay. Number forty eight is next. Number forty eight. All right. That one is oh 
Like we're gonna oh, have to do something you really hate. Oh, is this the? I read this. No. <laughs> Why do you? <sighs> you spun the wheel. All right. The question is. Michael, tell me why the Cowboys will win the Super Bowl, and t Ashley, tell me why they won't. All right, why why are they going to win the Super Bowl? Marty McFly and Doc somehow figured out how to travel in time. They traveled forward in time mm -hmm. with this team. Forward then to the took, future. Wait, no, then they took them back. Then Yeah, they took this team, took them back to the 80s. Okay. Or 90s so they were in they the were present relevant. and they only went back? I think. Now I'm losing track of what I was trying to do. Time travel, <laughs> breaking the laws of physics. The They're not going to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> the argument for them to win a Super Bowl is they had a top five defense last year. Dak Prescott's mm -hmm. going to get healthier and therefore hopefully look more like the pre-injury Dak Prescott. CeeDee Lamb's going to take a massive step forward. Ezekiel Elliott was injured all last year and all of a sudden he's going to look back like he did in his prime, which somehow he's out of his prime already because he's, you know, touted the ball a thousand billion times in his years in the NFL. Um, and their defense does not take a step back. And also uh, Diggs learns how to get interceptions and also cover wide receivers at the same time. Also, Michael Parsons is a defensive player of the year candidate. That's how they win the Super Bowl. Yeah. For me, it's Dak stays on the level. They don't win the Super Bowl because Dak stays on the level he's at right now. And acts like he did against the 49ers and never shows up in clutch games where they really need them. He'll go absolutely berserk in games that don't really matter. Um, the, the simple answer could just be straight up Mike McCarthy. I could just say Mike McCarthy and everyone would understand why. Um, yeah. And I, and again, I think there's just, I'm on the wrong page when I wanted to look at the depth chart again. I think the defense, like you said, is probably the key reason why they might be able to, but I don't know that the offense is, Oh, I don't think they actually like I, I think their defense is gonna take a massive step back. They probably will, but on paper, looking at it now, looks great. I think, they, I, I think they took a decent step backwards on paper as well. Yeah. Either way, I don't I don't think CD Lamb is going to step completely up. I think his presence was really helped by Amari Cooper. Um and Ezekiel Elliott is a hit or miss literally every game. He's a miss. He's he's yeah. old, even though he's only I think he might be my age actually that hurts but hey we're probably you know um and whatever. that one came from ssn 670 screw you for making me do that um although i think i gave a solid argument uh number 50 is next all right scroll to number i don't know why i keep showing the screen as if people are going to assume i'm lying about it yeah. All right. So this one is I have 1.12 and 2.01. Can't decide if I should take Kelsey or Andrews, assuming that they're both there. Yeah, I'll be honest. I'm not buying into the whole Mark Andrews becoming the tight end one thing. Mm -hmm. I'm just not fully bought into it. I Lamar Jackson is not the passer that Patrick Mahomes is. Um, and it's a run first offense. And that does a ton for me. I like Mark Andrews' talent, but I think that he's a lot more... I think he's going to be more unpredictable than uh, Travis Kelsey, especially with Tyreek Hill gone. Um, I, I would take Travis Kelsey, but I, I can't get mad at someone for wanting to take Andrews, but I think I still personally have Kelsey as my tight end one this season. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think it was really close before Tyreek Hill left and then Tyreek Hill left. And I think he's going to step up a lot more again. Like you said, a run first offense for Mark Andrews. I think it's a very good possibility that Mark Andrews gets there. I think Kelsey just has an easier path to get there, 
to tight end one. So I would choose Kelsey over Andrews, even though I, I do love Andrews in fantasy this year. But uh, for the higher upside, I like Kelsey. Wonderful. We're on the yeah, same page. And that one comes from Carl5353. Thanks, Carl. With a C. Um, oh, with a C. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I would have assumed it was K. I had a friend, Carl, growing up, and he spelled it with a K. You ever think about how that influences you? Yeah, 100%. Like, I, my best friend growing up in, like, preschool, his name was Brian, but he spelled it with a Y. Mm-hmm. And that's not the most common way of spelling it, but no. that is always the way I spelled it. Yeah. But the thing that pisses me off is when people spell my name wrong with E-A-L. Have you ever known a Michael that spells their name E-A-L? Mikhail. So what's the reason? Actually, it's Mihal. I had a professor in college, Michal Houlihan, and he spelled it E-A-L. He's the only one I ever excused for spelling And that's not even the name Michael. No. Everyone else, it's like, oh, I spelled your name wrong. It's like, but why? What do you learn in school? A before E. Mm -hmm. Also, do you know anyone? Like, even if if you knew a Michael that spelled it E-A-L, I'd forgive you. Yeah. No one. No one ever has an answer for me. Sorry, this has been on my mind lately. I've had this conversation like four times in the past. The conversation I like to have about names is that your name itself determines a lot about who you are. I don't agree with that because I was named after Michael Jordan. See, like my parents wanted to name me Kirsten, and I feel like I would be a completely different person if that was my name. I don't think you would. I 100% would. I think there's a couple names that that's true for, like Chad or Karen. No, that's my mom. Leave her out of this. Um, Sorry, Karen. Brittany. Like, I think that's kind of up there. Um, there's, there's like very few. Yeah, Karen, if we're being realistic. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's like a more recent thing. I'm thinking like growing yeah. up. Yeah. Um, and now they're just spelling my name. I think Mikhail Bridges spells it kind of like. I think it's like almost like a combination of the way that these two spelled it. Um, Interesting. No, I think it's more like how Dan spelled it. But anyway. Also, not Michael. Um, anyway, so we are down to eight. It's been 58 minutes. Do yeah. we want to do our giveaway now for the Scott Fishbowl? And do we want to save the rest of these questions for next week? We could do that. I'm good with that. Okay. Yep. Now we just have to go back in the list and see which ones are left for next week. But sure. Oh, yeah. Good point. Well, I can. Oh, no. Yeah, that's so, did you delete the wheel yet? <laughs> no, the wheel's still here. Um, okay. But I got, I got to pull up the other wheel. I okay. just need to, le- and that means I need to keep that screen open for a, a yeah, tab open okay. for a week, which should be just fair. Take like a screenshot most- of it like you did last time because you almost deleted our draft that one time. So just take mm, a screenshot and right. send it to me. Uh, you're right. Um, do, 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 wheel of names. Here we go. Wheel of names. Random name picker. Okay. I feel um, like we need music for this one. No, I don't. I don't think this has music. <laughs> um, I don't know if it has music. I haven't spun it yet. Okay. Um, all right. Are we ready? Okay, so the person who this lands on will get our Scott Fishbowl 12 entry. Yeah. Um, and make and sure, yeah. Everyone's Twitter ads on here. Um, and Everyone that asked a question and did what yeah. we told them to, I think. Yeah. Actually, I didn't, I'll be honest. I did not double check that everyone was following us. Neither. But we'll just, so, we, we can always, if we, if it's not, don't delete the wheel and then we just respin it. And then I'll never delete the later. wheel. Never. I like this wheel a lot better. This it's much color more... is a lot better. Yeah, it's all of the colors. It's going to look so much better when it spins. I know. All right. You ready? Yes. All right. I guess I just... Oh, there's a little bit of sound. Can't really... Oh, here we go. There we go. Bell Cow Back. Back. At Bell Cow Back. Um, What was his question? 
I don't think we got to it today. Oh, let's hear. Um, well, we, might, we might as well. Oh, okay, yeah. So we'll do we'll do one last question. Uh, yeah. It was number seventeen. If you had Dalvin Cook in Dynasty, would you trade Tony Pollard for Alexander Madison? Hmm. That is a very interesting question. It is. I actually I remember this one popping up. Yeah, honestly. So I have Dalvin Cook and I have Tony Pollard right now, and I'm considering trading Pollard for Madison. That's the question. Yes. Okay. No, I think I'm going to keep Pollard, and I just I just don't like Ezekiel Elliott, and I, even with Ezekiel Elliott on the field, I really like Pollard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think Pollard's a better player, mm-hmm. so part of me wants to just say I'll keep that. I also like the guy that the Vikings drafted at running back. Um, and I think that he has a possibility to up, usurp, usurp, um, Madison, mm-hmm. uh, either, you know, maybe this year or next year. Uh, but one thing that I forget off the top of my head is their contract situation. So Tony Pollard is an unrestricted free agent in 2023. So this is his final is season. season with the Cowboys. I want to say that it's actually the same for Alexander Madison. It is. So they will both be free agents. Mm-hmm. Um, after this season, but I feel like Pollard has a better opportunity to become somebody's yeah wide re- uh, running back, their top running back on a team than Madison does. Yeah, and even I, I don't honestly think either of them have a huge opportunity to become a mm-hmm. top running back. But I think that Tony Pollard mm-hmm. is more likely to get any amount of money because of his pass yep. catching ability and the fact that he's a lot. He's probably a lot more fresh than Alexander Madison mm-hmm. is. I mean, Madison is you know neither of them has seen a ton of work, but I like Pollard more. Um, it's tough. Like I don't, it's tough trading for backup running backs for the long term because I feel like yeah. that's a bet you almost never win. Mm-hmm. But that being said, mm, I'd probably go Pollard because yeah. I don't know. I think you're really limiting. I, I think you're getting a lot of upside by having yeah. Pollard and Cook because if Cook stays healthy and Zeke misses a couple games, all of a sudden I think you've got two top 10 running backs. Yeah. So yeah, I think it depends on what the rest of your roster looks like somewhat, but like if you could really use another running back, I think Pollard, I think you can start him without Madison. I think that has value. Exactly. On own, so. Exactly. Or, yeah. So, yeah. Yay. So yeah, well, that was fun. Um, a huge thank you again to Scott fish who, who reached out to us and gave us this spot to give away. It's really an incredible opportunity for, bell cowback who got the uh, opportunity to play for and thank you for everyone keep applying i know scott said he's still sending out waves of invites so if you're applied make sure you check your email and check your spam they were having a little bit of issues with emails getting sent to spam this year but what an incredible event that scott fish runs he's even doing live drafts and moving some of us to sleeper for this year so it's gonna be truly amazing and if you don't get in this year make sure you click the button to be involved in the satellites which are best ball versions of scott fishbowl and a lot of times if you play in satellites one year you'll be in the regular scott fishbowl the next so keep applying even if you Very didn't win the spot and you're not in yet and thank you again to scott and duncan why don't you tell us again where we can find you um you can find me uh in my house not near in philadelphia attic. not in the attic not this week it's too hot um yeah, you can find me on Twitter at mpduncan75. You can find me here, hopefully, on most Wednesday nights during this offseason. We've been very inconsistent lately, uh, largely in due part to me and my mental health. But we're working on that. Oh, no. Oh, no, Bobby! Sorry, Bobby got traded to the Rockets. Oh. Poor Bobby. That's a, sorry, that's a 
That's super distracting. Bad timing for that. That's the ADHD. Also, if you haven't watched Hustle, great movie. Um, I know. I haven't the, watched it yet. I need to watch oh, it. Oh, you should. It is the most Philadelphia 76ers movie of all time because they're it, it, they're actually the bad guy. Yeah. And that's it's that's how my life is. Do they feels. use Philly slang? We've had the conversation about Philly slang on this. Yeah, it's actually it's a very Philly movie. Um, they do like Adam Sandler did a really good job at making it is it's a very good movie. It is very like probably one of the better Philly sports movies I've ever watched. Like it's up there, you know, obviously below Rocky, but like it's up there with like Invincible and yeah. um, you know, maybe Creed. Um, it, it's very good. Uh, it's hilarious to me that I end up hating the 76ers during the movie because it, it is literally my real life experience of rooting yeah. for this team. So uh, that's where you can find me is hating myself um, and praying for whatever the next professional sports team season to come. Mm -hmm. uh, because, you know, two weeks into football season, when we're all depressed, we go, well, it's almost basketball season. Yeah. <laughs> and then when the Sixers lose, we're like, well, base. Eh, no, probably not. Um, no one ever actually believes it's hockey, hockey season. No, are you kidding me? The Flyers are garbage. They're terrible. They make rooting for the other teams yeah. a joy, a pleasure almost. Yeah. At least there's no expectations. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitter and stuff. Uh, Ashley, yeah, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ashley underscore Marie. All my work and your work with the Undroppables. Um, you can find me camped out watching all of the sports on TV in the next few days and watching Miss Marvel episode two right after this that I'm really excited for. I already watched it. I know. I'm mad. You should wait for me. You never told me to. I know. Next week. But wait. I can't read your mind. <laughs> Either way. Thank you, you know for what a dark in. horse is. Do know what a dark horse is. I don't think you do. This, do. this episode actively made it seem like you don't. So... Maybe we'll see you next week. I don't Maybe. know if our relationship will be able to take this strain, but we'll see. Um, it's always something interesting here at the Undroppables mm, Playbook. Thanks absolutely. for tuning in. All right. And uh, um, I already forget. Bell, Bell Cowback. We will Bell be reaching Cowback. out shortly. So oh, yes. Rod's right. Shift. We're getting closer to football season, and we mentioned it today. You can find Duncan in the Fantasy Football Discord chat hosting on Sunday mornings, hosting the Fantasy Pre-Show. Spell my name wrong. Yeah, uh, yeah. That's for start sit advice. We will, uh, we will obviously. I will shout that out more. And if you give me enough money, sure. I will give you his phone number so you can harass him there as well, like I do. If you split the money with me, I'm totally fine with that. Okay. I will happily give away my phone number for money. I am not okay. important enough for it's it to matter morning. for anyone. I have over a hundred unread messages. I there's oh, no so guarantee no, that having my that. phone number means anything so please fix that we're getting there we're splitting um, in 60 40 60 me for you i don't know about that but i the little effort on my part it's fine all right we'll see you all again bye. later bye everyone